That woman was unequivocally the worst date of my life. Oh, pardon me for trying to set you up with a beautiful, intelligent woman. What, you don't think I can attract beautiful, intelligent women? They're nice, buddy. They're nice. Maybe for her new performance piece, she'll give birth on stage. She stopped performing. Oh, what a huge blow to the culture. She dragged me down to that warehouse on the waterfront in Brooklyn to see one of her performances. Oh, where she cooks dinner on stage for some celebrity? God, she's cooking dinner for God. She's yelling and screaming, and the next thing I know, she throws a big can of chocolate syrup all over my new red shirt. It was an accident. Oh, yeah, sure. Accident, right. She was aiming right at me like she was putting out a fire. Then for the rest of the show, I'm sitting there with chocolate all over my shirt. Flies are landing on me. I'm boiling. I'm fantasizing all the things I'm going to say when I see her. And later, finally, backstage when I talk to her, I'm a groveling worm. Oh, what kind of chocolate was that? Did you throw any other foods? You thought you still had a shot. And then, then, then she leaves with somebody else. Never even, never even said goodbye. Never called me back. Never apologized. Nothing. Like I was dirt. Whatever happened with the shirt? I still have it. The collar's okay. I wear it under sweaters. December 6th, 2015. Hello, peoples. Hi, I'm hungry and tired. Oh my god, and loud. Jeez. Not that loud. Okay. I guess I am. I'm louder than you on the waveform there. Happy December, y'all. Yeah. Welcome to the holiday season. I guess that's where we are. Hope you've got some holiday spirit. I have some spirit. We've got Chasing some the holiday as it runs away from me. Holiday news that has nothing to do with holidays. Okay, cool. Okay. So, last time we talked about how I was going to be uh, the interim director on seminar. Yeah. I am no longer the interim director on seminar. Nice. My stint has come to an end. It was pretty short. It was, thankfully. Stepping back up. (laughs) Did you even actually finish directing a thing? Yes. I put all of 66 together. But I was assisted by the person who is taking over once and again, future seminar director, Paul Brueggemann. Welcome back, Paul. Paul, we dragged him back. So glad to have you back, Paul. He was screaming, but he stopped. He was not screaming. He was very (laughs) flattered to be asked and happy to come back. Well, my way was And we're glad to have him. We are terribly glad to have him. Yes. So welcome back, Paul. Seminar is in good hands. Okay. Okay. Since the last episode, I wanted to let you know that Pendant has won two Audioverse Awards. Hooray! For, uh, what? Here we go. Okay. (laughs) I wrote it down. Shut up. The winner write everything down. of Best Actor in a Fan or Adaptation Serial was Colin Kelly as Brutus in Ooh. Julius Caesar. Congratulations, Colin. Yes. And the winner of the Best Fan Adaptation Anthology or Variety Show was The Pendant Shakespeare. Hooray! Hooray! Congratulations to Landon and Colin and Swin and everybody working over there and making that show awesome. Good job, everybody. Woo. I told you I was tired. I just keep yawning. You said you were hungry. I said I was tired and hungry. Oh. And next, after being tired, I'm going to make poor decisions involving Cheetos. (laughs) Those are only good decisions. There's no poor decisions except to not have them. Yum. This portion of Twip brought to you by the Frito-Lay Company. I don't even know if Frito-Lay makes them. I don't don't pay attention. Maybe they do? That would be funny if you were wrong. Whatever. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's Frito-Lay. Here's some other We'd big news awesome, for you. Okay. Right? Shh, shh. Okay. We're moving on. Oh, what are we doing? Oh. We are going God. to do the official Pendy Award nominations. Ah, uh, you didn't tell me we were doing this on purpose because I would have been like, no. <laughs> In the last episode, I mentioned that nominations were now open and they had closed. And then we had our voting, and the voting has closed just last week. You're not going to find out the winners till January, but we are going to let you know. Who all of your official nominees are. And we're going to do it right now. You want to start or am I going to start? Oh, God, I'm starting. Okay. Best comic relief in a penny production. Okay, hold on. Hold on. They have to be able to understand you. And I want to say first, all the names in every category are intended to be alphabetical. And if they're not, that's because I screwed up. Don't read anything into it. Okay, go. And make sure they can understand you. 
They understood me. Oh, whatever. Slow it down. I'm very understandable. Back it up. (laughs) Take your time. Look, people don't like what I say. Okay, now get going. Okay? Come on. All right. (laughs) Best comic relief in a pendant production. Jeffrey Bridges as Roe Butler in Quick Audio. M. Sierra Garcia as Bobby Havner in Henderson and Havner. Rochelle Hager as Jessica Irons in Quick Audio. Brian Reed as Zeph in The Kingery. And Joe J. Thomas as Henderson in Henderson and Havner. The nominees for Sexiest Female Voice in a Pendant Production are Kristen Bays as Lakeisha Bulow in Tabula Rasa. M. Sierra Garcia as Major in The Kingery. Rochelle Hager as Jessica in Quick Audio. Renee Christine Jones as Sox in The Kingery, and Rosetta Taylor as Tony in Quick Audio. And for sexiest male voice in a pendant production, we have David Alt as Steven in The Kingery, Pete Mylan as Tommy Arkell in The Kingery, Tom Stitzer as Gats in Tabula Rasa, Joe J. Thomas as Henderson in Henderson and Havner, and Jason R. Wallace as Ganymede in Tabula Rasa. Okay, you you know, I'm not trying to be judgy, but the fact that some people think Henderson's voice is kind of sexy kind of cracks me up. It's It's a little... But, you know, if if you're turned on by funny guys, I guess, you know. I'm not not judging. I'm not judging. Okay. The nominees for Best Hero in a Pendant Production. Joe, you're very sexy. It's okay. Oh! (laughs) The nominees for Best Hero in a Pendant Production are Susan Bridges as Jane in Tabula Rasa, Pete Mylan as Tommy in The Kingery, and Joe J. Thomas as Henderson in Henderson and Havner. Yeah, he's heroic, but also funny. For Best Villain in a Pendant Production, Kristen Bays as Cassandra Arkell in The Kingery, Colin Kelly as Damon in The Kingery, and Allison Moser as Danica in Tabula Rasa. The nominees for Best Actor in a Seminar Short are... Melissa Bartell as Strumming Bird in Reflections, Kristen Bays as Diamond in Chronomata, Catherine Pride as, oh my god, I have to move this closer, I can't move it, oh, oh no, and now scroll. I've scrolled, oh, cat. Oh, who god. did Cat play? Let's find out, it's a mystery, it's a mystery, who did Litha. she play? Litha, in the Devils in the Details, Rebecca Thomas as Elsie in The Few, and Mark Zarekor as Grayson in The Girl on the Horizon. Best Writing in a Seminar Short. Nominees, Jeffrey Bridges for Mysterious Creatures. Landon Bell for Chronomata. It's, oh, crap. Neil. Neil, I knew that. Uh-huh. Neil Kitson for The Girl on the Horizon. Kristen Mass for The Few. And Vincent Morrison for The Dave War. The nominees for Best Seminar Short are Chronomata, The Dave War, The Few, The Girl on the Horizon, and Mysterious Creatures. For Best Supporting Actor in Seminar Rappers, Catherine Pride as Student 4, Seth Adamshire as The Professor, and Jason R. Wallace as The Dean. The nominees for Best Supporting Actor in The Kingery are Jack Kalk as Kalok, M. Sierra Garcia as Major, Edward Herman as Asa, Renee Christine Jones as Sox, and Brian Reed as Zeph. For Best Supporting Actor in Tabula Rasa, Kristen Bays as Lakeisha Morris, Pete Mylan as Nathan Clark. Allison Moser as Danica, Tom Stitzer as Gats, and Jason R. Wallace as Ganymede. The nominees for Best Supporting Actor in Henderson and Havner are Kristen Bays as Captain, Tom Stitzer as Chiefy, and Philip Weber as the announcer. The nominees for Best Supporting Actor in Quick Audio, Jeffrey Bridges as Roe Butler, hmm. Jack Kalk as Adam, Rochelle Hager as Jessica, Colin Kelly as Michael, and Allison Moser as Belle. The nominees for Best Supporting Actor in Julius Caesar are Marty Brengel as Cassius, Phil Dawson as Octavius, Alexander McTavish as Cinna, Anna Rodriguez as Antony, and Jason R. Wallace as Julius Caesar. The nominees for Best Supporting Actor in Comedy of Errors, Christopher Gilstrap as Dromeo of Ephesus. <laughs> I'm tired. Rochelle Hager as Luciana. Catherine Pride as Adriana. Mindy Raskinen as Dromeo of Syracuse, and Aiden Rudd as Angelo. The nominees for Best Performance of a Sonnet Independent Shakespeare are Richard Casto for Sonnet 85, Christopher Gilstrap for Sonnet 7, and Kristen Mass for Sonnet 25. The nominees for Best Original Music Independent Production, Landon Bell for the Julius Caesar theme in Julius Caesar, Landon Bell for the Comedy of Errors theme in Comedy of Errors, and Vincent Morrison for the Rockabilly Wedding March in The Kingery. The nominees for Best Lead Actor in a Pendant Production 
are Susan Bridges as Jane in Tabula Rasa, M. Sierra Garcia as Bobby Havner in Henderson and Havner, Colin Kelly as Brutus in Julius Caesar, Pete Mylan as Antiphilus of Syracuse in Comedy of Errors, Pete Mylan as Tommy Arkell in The Kingery, Dave Morgan as Antiphilus of Ephesius in Comedy of Errors, and Joe J. Thomas as Johnson Henderson in Henderson and Havner. Ah, oh, that's still funny. Okay. <laughs> The nominees for Best Direction in a Pendant Production. Landon Bell for The Pendant Shakespeare. Jeffrey and Susan Bridges for Henderson and Havner. Colin Kelly for Quick Audio. Vincent Morrison for Seminar. Dave Morgan for The Kingery. And Anna Rodriguez for Tabula Rasa. The nominees for Best Writing in a Pendant Production are Henderson and Havner, Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. The Kingery, Jeffrey Bridges, Susan Bridges, Renee Christine Jones, Pete Milan, Catherine Pride, and Perry Whittle. Quick Audio, Colin Kelly and Anna Rodriguez. The seminar rappers, Colin Kelly and Tabula Rasa, Jack Kalk. And the nominees for Best Pen and Production, Henderson and Havner, The Kingery, The Pen and Shakespeare, Quick Audio, Seminar, and Tabula Rasa. Yep, yep, there you go. Come back in January. We will have your winners. It's all very exciting. Well, isn't that the voting page with the dots? Voting is over. We were just using that to read the list. The voting's done. Oh, right. I remember how we do this now. Okay. I told you I'm tired. Jeez. From Pennsylvania in these United States. Tracy Hobbitses. <laughs> we have Brian Reed on the line. Hello. Brian Reed, how are you? Uh, I think I'm okay. Let me check. Yeah, I'm still intact. Excellent. We're good. Hanging out in the booth. In the booth? Excellent. In the booth. Excellent. It's a really lonely little place, but I like to call it home. <laughs> so, it's been a while since we uh, spoke last. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about myself. I feel like it's been a while since I've spoken to anybody. Um, <laughs> no, it is, it, it's been a while. Yeah. Oh. Long, long while. Many moons have passed. Yes. Um, so we have questions, again, from Pendulums, and hopefully... I already answered your damn questions! <laughs> um, well, hopefully you have more answers, or this is going to be very uh, short and one-sided. Very short. Okay, we're done. Thank you, people. Try the veal. <laughs> so, um, you right now are running two major kind of uh, points with Pendant. Um, there's mm -hmm. the credits. You are Mr. Yes, Mr. where Uncredit. I used my deep voice. And um, those tend to be pretty... Pretty straightforward. Straightforward. Featuring uh, the idea of what a credit person should sound like. <laughs> what made you audition for that? I have no idea. <laughs> um, at the... Okay. So, uh, so at the time, I was... Um, I was going through my midlife crisis, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> and I was just, I, I, I really couldn't have any kind of acting outlets, which is why I ended up on audio stuff. And so um, I wanted to kind of get involved more in things. And then that came up and I just auditioned for it. Then, and then I was doing it and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be more involved in Pendant. This is going to be awesome. And then real life came and kicked me in the ass and like, uh, not so much of an opportunity, but as it um, is known to do. <laughs> yes, it is. It is known to do, but it is. It's it's cool. I I, I like doing the credits. It's kind of, it, it's it's kind of got its own rhythm to it, you know. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, and then Landon comes and does Shakespeare with <laughs> names of people both present and past that I can't possibly pronounce. <laughs> wow. I oh gosh. Uh, I apologize everyone for um specifically for um oh god what was most uh anthony and cleopatra uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah shakespeare was kind of laughing at me when with that one i i had so many corrections on that <laughs> oh my god yeah, yeah those I... names those names didn't make any sense and it wasn't always the shakespeare names some of you pendant people out there <laughs> have some really challenging names when i first started when I made the decision to start auditioning, I had wondered if you were going to get my, you did my name easy. seems like, um, your name wasn't the problem. There was an easy name out there. And I, I probably shouldn't say who, um, I, 
was asked very specifically to repronounce that name because apparently it sounded like I was saying some really naughty things when I said his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hmm, who could that? No, no, no. Yeah. I'll go through all the cast lists. And see he'll, no, he'll be. he'll never live it down. I say it here, so we we, we won't we won't say anything. Um, but so, yeah, it was it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, you can't say it like that. <laughs> There's a Seinfeld reference in there somewhere. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But there's a we'll leave that to Jeffrey to, to, right. to announce air, you know, after the interview airs. <laughs> Challenge uh, put out there for you, Jeffrey. That's right. That's right. Let's let's, let's see if anybody can guess the name. <laughs> so does doing the credits um, help you at all with any of the acting that you do? You know what? Ironically, I, I didn't. I, I said this wrong before. I didn't do the credits initially because I was doing it for the acting. Because there's not... Once in a while, we get to do some fun credits where I get to do a couple of quirky things, and um, I guess it's quick audio where you do those little things at the end, which would help if I actually had listened to the episodes before I was supposed to do them and knew how I was supposed to do them, but I got to catch up on that. Um, They're only a minute the, uh, long. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Everybody's got a minute. minute a minute to win it, right. I just got to keep checking <laughs> it. Um, but, but I'm like, how about we do it like this? Uh, um <laughs> So, uh, I originally did it because at the time I was auditioning for things on Voices.com, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to sound professional now." And uh, then, yeah, um, yeah, I sounded amateur now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes you get to do a little bit of of stuff. Actually, you know what was really fun was, um, oh gosh, why am I forgetting it now? Uh, one of the Shakespeare sets was all in Western, and. Oh, uh, um... Um, Comedy Verus. Comedy Verus. Yes, that was all with the Western accent, which was fun. I yeah, that was cool. That. that was cool. I, I got a kick out of that, and I can't remember <laughs> if that was just a joke at first, or if Landon actually asked me to. I think he asked me to do it first, and then I, and then uh, we went. I don't. I don't remember anymore. But I'm trying it to was, remember uh, from his commentary. No, it was, I think uh, that you came up need, with that. We just I need to do it more that. often. I really think that we just need to have weird credits more often. Uh, but I did. Oh <laughs> I yeah. I haven't bucked the system quite yet. <laughs> yeah, we don't have anything going on in end credits like we did with Dixie. Oh, yeah. It was totally off. Yeah, you got to have it sort of like, list. whose line is it anyway? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> String the voice part of Gollum. That's Gollum. No. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm into Gollum today. I, I wasn't before we started this interview, but you said hello and I just fell into it. Um. Anywho, any, any any you know sometimes you have to have the precious. <laughs> my precious. My wife used to do the my precious, the original my precious from like the before they became popular, and I just I was, no, you got to leave the room. I it creeps me out. You can't, <laughs> can't do that. That's awesome. <laughs> if you ever want to see something really cool, you should watch the behind the scenes of the guy who did that for Lord of the Rings, because Andy Circus. Oh my God. It's just incredible to watch. It's, he's amazing. He's really amazing. And now he's in a, he's like in everything that has a major CGI voice yeah. kind of thing. Oh, the other CGI voice you should watch, and it's on YouTube. I saw it, is... Um, you know what? I keep wanting to call him uh, Humperdinck, but it's Cumberbatch. Um, <laughs> don't, don't ask me why. But it, <laughs> Ingebert Humperdinck. Um, My name is Con right. Humperdinck. Right, um, but Cumberbatch doing uh, Smog, uh, Smog's voice, and they show you him in the studio with all the equipment on him and just doing the voice, and it's like freaking amazing. It really is. It really is amazing to watch. Cool. You you know you're gonna think I'm obsessed with Lord of the Rings, but I kind of am not. I just it just happens to be on my mind at the moment. <laughs> what I'm yeah yeah. Oh no, go ahead. You were gonna say. No, no, I, I I'm in the middle of an obsession, but it's not a movie. It's my daughter got me, my daughter got me into Hamilton. Good lord, that's an interesting musical. Um, familiar, if anybody wants to hear a really freaking cool musical, listen to Hamilton. It's a it's really amazing. It's like a hip hop kind of musical, uh -huh. but it's it's about Alexander Hamilton, and it's really good. <laughs> It's really, really good. You're like, yeah, Hamilton, yeah. Wait, that's exactly. as, in but no, it's Hamilton really good. as in the dude. Like the $10 the... bill. Like, yeah. 
shot by shot by Aaron Berg kind of guy. Yeah. Oh. It's actually really good. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't sound good when I say it like that. Well, he's not exactly a topic one one tends to think about when you think well, musical. <laughs> no, exactly. You're like, I've got a ten dollar bill. Ha-ha. Um but, uh, No. No. It's really um it's really not what you would think of, but it's actually very good. But credits. Okay. Anyway, credits. So um yeah, I, I wanted to get my bass on. Mm-hmm. So. Bring my bring my deep voice into it, awesome. but you know what's what's funny is that I think I sound deeper than I actually sound because once it comes through the audio, it's not so deep, and I'm like, no, I'm trying to drag my voice down, but it's not doing it. I don't know why I feel like I want to be really deep. Well, everybody has those moments where they get yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it makes me feel more mature. I don't know. Eh, maturity's overrated. Yep, pretty much. <sighs> so there are the credits. And then there is... Zeph! Zeph. <laughs> Maybe you should interview Zeph. I would love to interview Zeph sometime. I think that would be awesome. Okay, honey. I've, I've interviewed... Go for it. You can interview me right now. Okay. I'm totally unprepared to interview Zeph. By the way, Zeph. Your, your outfit? Yes. Fabulous. Thank you. Gotta do it in style. Absolutely. It is wonderful to have you here, Zeph. Thank you for, for coming Let's by. see. What can I say? So um, we've learned a lot more about you. Recently. Oh, honey, you ain't even seen nothing yet. <laughs> I like to reveal myself slowly, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I've heard that about you. <laughs> mm. My reputation precedes me. It does. It does. Um, so you and... Um, your bestie recently went on a field trip mm. um, from the Kingery. This is um, not Funville, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't recommend it for the week at heart, but mm. it's good for the stretching. Yes. <laughs> so um, we learned a bit about you. Um, there's more to Zeph than just... Um, Oh, you were about to say more than meets the eye. You got that G.I. Joe thing in your head, weren't you? <laughs> oh, you bad boy. I was going to say um, more than just... Another pretty face? Another pretty face. Mm. I've always thought of myself like that. That's why I hang out with socks. We can tell you really care about socks. Oh, socks is the best. Yeah? Yeah, of course. Have you seen her? Not mm. recently. Not since the not since the outing. Not since. <laughs> okay, I don't think I can keep this going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, shit! I'm gonna get in some kind of character thing. I'm gonna mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to keep it kind of. Uh... Yeah, yeah. And scene. And scene. Mm. Right. <laughs> I had actually thought. And about... that's where the same part of Brian's brain kicked in. Hello. <laughs> I'm back. Um. Featuring so, the voice talents of Zeph as Brian Reed. <laughs> so, were you surprised about Zeph's backstory? Which uh, we don't want to uh, say too much detail uh, about, because spoilers. Spoilers! Yeah, like, age-old spoilers, because this, this is, like, la- that was so last season. Um, <laughs> but the very end of last season, so we still probably don't want to get yeah, too much Yeah, yeah. I would just like to say that I didn't personally see it coming. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, nor did I see some of the season stuff coming. So if you haven't listened, you got to listen. Oh, you totally have to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this, um, this yeah, coming, yeah I, I guess I should have seen some of that coming, but some of that, not so much. But um, yeah, the episode that just came out, although, you know, like personal self-critic, obviously, I think I could have done it better. But there is, uh, <laughs> there is a nice little transition scene in there that I kind of got a kick out of. It's. I'll tell you what's really kind of interesting about Zeph. I keep hearing about it. Well, periodically, it's not that often. But I mean, I, I hear about it that Zeph started off as just a one-shot kind of character. It was mm-hmm. just this little... I think Zeph started off as a caricature. I mean, honestly, the way I was asked to play it, I, I think Zeph started off as a sort of... Just this con- this sort of a concept. And then it just took off somehow. <laughs> um, and it just grew a life of its own and honestly uh the writers i think just have too much fun writing him so that's job security for me right um but 
But I mean, even when he starts to get a little stale, they're like, no, 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 we got to find a way to keep him going. He's, he's, we like, we like Zeph. Wait, wait, so, when was Zeph getting stale? Never. I missed that Never. <laughs> stale for Zeph is like fabulous for everybody else. <laughs> now, Zeph actually doesn't get stale. That's the thing. But, you know, when I mean stale, I mean, just sort of like, okay, so you get to a point where Zeph's sort of doing the same kind of things over and over again, and he needs something to bounce off of, and it's usually socks. Mm-hmm. So, with Zeph being so intricately tied in with socks, I, I'm i just going to throw my two cents at this. I'm not one of the writers, so I don't know. But I think they got to a point where they're sort of like, okay, these characters are so locked together, that's going to limit the characters. you got to give them a little space. And that's what this season is doing. So Yes, it is. It is. It really, it really is. It just it allows Zeph to be more than just Sox's sidekick. You know? Right. But you also had a really, um, I can't remember, was this episode that recently aired or the one prior, but you have a really good, you know, this this really intense scene where you just kind of lay it out to her. And you, it was absolutely just I awesome. love, I love those scenes. I'm going to, I'm going to speak around something. I was okay. in, a, I was in a previous show. That I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay. Um, for reasons, as my daughter likes to say. Um, and we had just gotten to a point where I was getting scenes like that, and I actually really, really like those scenes. Like my my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes, aside from the comic stuff, I like I love the comic stuff, but one of my favorite scenes for Zeph actually was last season, when he talked about his backstory. That whole like. When he went into like explaining to them exactly why he was what he was, mm-hmm. and it was like, yeah, there's like some nice juicy meat in this. I really, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Just, <laughs> Zeph's all about the nice juicy meat. Um, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, you know, like there was. God, you're gonna have to bleep out half of this. Um, we didn't last time. <laughs> we, oh. Bad boy. You know, when you get into that part where you sort of adding a new layer into the character. I, I always love that stuff. And I think that also, you were talking about his conversations with, with Sox. Mm-hmm. That's the other aspect of Zeph that I really, really like. I mean, like, that just sort of, like, that playful but protective kind of thing he has with Sox, mm-hmm. where he's sort of like her anchor sometimes. Right. I just, right. I really, I, I know that right now, like, the characters are sort of, Taking their own paths, but I, I, I don't think it'll be long before they're back, right on top of each other again. As far as like the scenes, I, those characters are just sort of like yin and yang with each other. You've had, some but really... I'm not a writer. I do not know. <laughs> You've also had some really good interactive uh, scenes with Tommy. <laughs> Same kind of thing. I like those scenes, and I don't remember. There's one that's in my head. There's one from this season that's in my head, but I don't know. If, I can't remember if it came out or not. Okay. I don't remember. If it was, I don't remember if it was the one that was just like he has like a really serious heart to heart with him, and it was like such a great scene. Was yeah, that... there's and then there was the one um, last season um, with talking about Debbie. I think. Talking about Debbie. Debbie. Okay, I'm blanking. Wait, what, which one? I'm trying to remember how it went. Or no, that that you did with um, Tithia, with Kat. Um, but there was something about... Last season? Was it last season? Last was, season was like, Frenchie. Uh, he was away from the Kingry for most of last season. Yeah, it was uh, maybe it's seasons. the season before. I'd say. Yeah, it probably was the season before. There oh was... my God, I can't even remember yesterday. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did something happen yesterday? Okay. I got all five fingers on each hand. I'm good. All right. Yeah. Oh, yesterday was Wednesday. (laughs) Oh, my God. And scene. And, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Um, Interview part three, take two. Yeah, but you have had some scenes with Tommy that that I thought were really um, strong with Zeph's character. Uh, That's a big compliment because... Pete's a pretty good actor, so 
I, I, he does a really good job with that. And I find it so amusing. <laughs> I find it so amusing that I never have a clue which lines he ad libbed. I just, I, because I said, and I said this in the last time, I remember saying this the last time we interviewed. I don't actually read any of the scenes except for mine when I do the scripts. Right. It's, it's two reasons. One of which is I don't have very much time. And the other is that, um, it's then I can listen to it, but right, um, right. But like half the time, if Zeph wasn't there, I don't know about it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, when I listen to his stuff and I find out later and listening to the, you know, the comments that he ad libbed half that stuff, I'm like, wow, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you can't even tell. Oh yeah, he's definitely got a talent for that. Yeah, and uh, that's not really where my talent lies. I'll ad lib here and there, but you know, it's not most of the stuff I say is actually what's in the script. Hey, you know, everybody's got their, their thing, right? Right, right. Hey, the writers took the time. Give them their words. Yeah. So um, one comment came in that uh, Zeph needs a boyfriend. Uh, well, he sure tried this episode, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> take two. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. You never know. I, I, I don't see Zeph as the uh, one guy kind of guy. Probably who, who, not. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> Uh, for a little while, probably, and then he'd probably. I don't know. He's got all. He's got a whole new. See, you, you've made us that we can't really say. But he's got a whole new layer to him now that that might just be very attractive. It you just be. never know. And from the way Zeph was talking, so was the guy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. The other comment was that um, Zeph needs to get a little something, something, something. Oh, how do right? you know he's not? Just because we're not publicizing it. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> in fact, actually, I think he did. I think he had. I think in some episode he talked about it. <laughs> that yeah, that may be true. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Let that stew for a moment. <laughs> right. 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 Hmm. So interesting. Yes. So Zeph has um, all this new stuff that's that's coming out. Um, That's a very funny way to put it. Uh, yeah. It's Zeph was <laughs> I see what you did there. Was, yeah. Zeph, Zeph came out a long time ago, honey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> and that was the moment that he knocked the interviewer off his game. Interview. Okay. <laughs> I don't think this was ever on the rails. Yes. Um, no, it really wasn't. <laughs> um, is there anything that you want to see happen with Zeph? Well, um, I know there's a lot of new stuff coming. Yeah, no, I kind of, I kind of like, I'll tell you what, oh God, it's so hard to explain this without kind of giving away how his character has changed. Right. Much am I allowed to say? I mean, all right. If you haven't seen last season, cover your ears in five, four, three, two, one. Okay. So the badass side of Zeph, it's Mm -hmm. interesting because I, it's, now and I've and I've and I've talked about this with Dave and like it's it's this toy between um, the goofy side of Zeph and the badass side of Zeph mm-hmm. and and trying to kind of keep that balance of every once in a while he goes into soldier mode like complete soldier mode but I think especially with the stuff and I won't go into deep spoilers on that, but especially with the stuff at the end of last season, I think he kind of personally just, that's the stuff that he knows what to do, but he doesn't like to really think about it, and he just does it because it's him, and I think he to me, I think Zeph prefers his goofier side, but he knows he can do what he needs to do, but it's hard sometimes to kind of keep that, you know you don't want to make him comical when he's being the badass, but at the same time, having that just slight edge of the comical is what makes him Zeph you know? Yeah, and I think it's a lot like Major, right? Yeah. Major can kick the snot out of somebody and be all snark at the same time. Oh, yeah. Major definitely has the snark. Yes. That's, Major's actually one of my favorite characters on the show. Mm. So I think that's uh, – I, I, I dig Major. Um, But, yeah, so it's – I where would I want to see it go? Um. I'm not 100% sure because this this still has a lot more room to explore. I mean, this there's still plenty of things, that, especially with how things have just turned out in this current episode. 
or or maybe the one coming up after it. And I, again, I some of these are processing right now as we speak, but especially kind of where things are now. Oh, if you were covering your ears, you can come back. Yes, <laughs> come on back. Wait a minute. Their earphones were covering their ears. They heard the whole thing. Oh, no. Um, so just so we're <laughs> talking the same episodes, um, episode four of season eight aired earlier right. this week. Right. Um, yesterday, we... actually. Yes, it, be... it was yesterday. I know because I owe credits for Kingery every, every first Wednesday of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have a break. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I... It, the the role that he is now going to have will give an opportunity to add some stuff. Sure. I just I just hope he doesn't stray too far away from the comical side because I think that's really what makes him charming. You know, yeah. his um, his his tongue and cheekness, and I I think it's that new side of him that we're seeing that when you really get down to the character development of it, mm. that's new to us, but that's his core. So if you really wanted if you really wanted to play psychologist, you could kind of say that he is who he is because that's just a nicer thing to deal with in his brain than to, than to deal with his core. Sure. Um, but his core is so deeply ingrained in him that it, it can come out whenever he wants it to. It, it can be used whenever he wants it to be used, but he prefers his lighter side. Okay. That's kind of how I see him. Um. But he's he's. He's kind of in this zone between those two worlds where he can kind of be either way. And that's kind of cool. I like that. I mean, that's, that gives him, that gives him flexibility to, to go down new avenues. Have, have you and Renee ever talked about um, the interactions that your two characters have before recording or? We plan everything in advance. That's why we're so seamless. No, I no, we actually never talked about it. It just, we just both kind of see the scenes the same way, I guess. Um, it's that's the neat thing about audio, uh, audio drama is that you do these things, and if and if you give it, I mean, of course, we give three different, or at least I give three different, sometimes six different um, uh, variations on the line, or at least I think I do. They probably all sound exactly the same, um, but. And then they get to pick the one that kind of works the best. But if you're in the moment of the scene, it should just work. You know, like you can kind of anticipate you, you do the. The interactions between those characters have happened for long enough that you can kind of have a sense of how the just even from the writing, the writing stays so consistent that you can have a sense of how the character is going to react and you can react accordingly, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it does almost sound like we're doing it together. Oh, yeah, you guys play off of each other, or it seems like you're playing off of each we, other. We get credit for that, but the writers should get credit for that because they write it in a way that allows us to do that. I I don't think anybody really gives the writers credit, so credit to the writers. Definitely. Yeah, the, the, the writing team is awesome. But you said before that you don't do the ad-libs. Once in a while I do. Yeah, because that kind of blows my mind with – how Zeph just like comes off the rails for a second and says all this stuff and then comes back, back in I line. I can't take credit for most of those. I, uh, some of them, yes, but some of that's the writers. <laughs> they <laughs> they just that's because they know they can with Zeph, and it's just as simple as that. And so, um, yeah, a lot of that. I maybe I don't ad lib because I don't have to. I mean, <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> um, like. Oh God! I really want to. I really just. I wish I could quote some of the lines from this episode four, because, you know, he'll be like in one mode, and then he'll just sort of flip back to his other mode, and then yeah. right back into the mode again. And it's just, yeah, it's those little sort of casual, what seem like ad libs that are just. Well, oh, I, I throw, I throw, I, I do get a couple of zingers in there, but I just, I don't, I don't, um, I don't take credit for most of those. <laughs> well, let's say this: since you can't quote episode four we can direct people to yes itunes or to pendantaudio.com and download the kingery yes and if you're going to download episode four of season eight you might as well download all of it download all of it right there you go so much audio goodness otherwise you will be confused there's so many characters <laughs> <laughs>
Um, speaking of so many characters, so it you've is. had obviously the stuff with socks. You've had a little bit with Tommy. You've had a little bit with um, Tithia. Um, have you thought about like what other like character interactions you'd like to see with Zeph? Hmm. Uh, no, but oh, I could think of some. Um, uh... <laughs> so since you haven't before, how about now? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. No, actually, I kind of like the I like the interactions he's had with Tommy lately. Mm -hmm. Um, those are those are pretty cool. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm not really sure. Um, he's going to probably act, with, uh, interact with major a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that seems although, to make sense. although ironically, I don't, I don't know that in my head, I know that the contrast will be so much. I don't know. I mean, like they're, they're becoming somewhat similar with each other like two sides of a similar coin mm -hmm. as far as like maybe because of their roles but um no nah, that's probably not true it's just that's just sort of a transient kind of thing but um uh 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 <laughs> cassandra arkell no just kidding um <laughs> whose accent i love by the way i, I love her accent mm. um no i really don't know i failed <laughs> um I don't have anybody off the top of my head that I can think of because Zeph can kind of interact with anybody. But I, I, you know what? It probably would be. I, I would not be surprised if at some point and uh, there was an interaction with, uh, with, with one of the bad guys. You know, I'm I'm just gonna be generic about that because there's a couple of choices. But um, you know, just because. Zeph just doesn't care. I, he just doesn't care. And so, like, there's something sort of a little disarming about trying to, like, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with somebody who really doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's just, like, he's sort of, like, unflappable about it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it last season proved that. Yeah, especially when he knew what aces he was holding. Right, right. I don't know. I think a scene where you just kind of make Hooks's head explode would be kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Hooks is already neurotic as it is, so um, yeah, Hooks's head explode. Well, <laughs> yeah, um, could be messy though. Yeah, well, we'll just have to see what the writers come up with. I'm sure they've got great things planned. Um, cool. Do you have uh, any other projects that you're working on that you want to talk about? So my, um, well, I was doing audiobooks for a while, and mm -hmm. I'm going to eventually get back to that. But uh, part of it is that my, you know, my, my regular day job just kind of needs a lot more of my attention at the moment. Right. Uh, so once I get some time, I'll get back into it. But I was doing a, a little series by uh, a guy named Seven Paris called Superheroes in Prose. And honestly, I think the people at Pendant would kind of enjoy it because it's very quirky, superhero-y kind of stuff. Oh, cool. Um, it's... Uh, I think I mentioned this the last time, but I'll, I'll mention it again. Um, so I started doing this. This was one of the first audio books I did. Uh, and it can be, you can get it on Audible, I think. They're relatively cheap because they're only two hours. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's it's it starts off by the main character in first person going, and I'm, I don't have the words memorized, so I might be paraphrasing a little bit. Okay. Imagine you had the power to fly. Pretty awesome, right? Now, imagine you had the power to lift things the size of a Winnebago using I can't, I, like magnetism or something like that. Like, like magnetic force. Equally awesome. Now, imagine <laughs> that you had all of these superpowers because a snarky... Uh, what's the word? Oh, shoot. See, I've forgotten it now. Um, um, ah. Oh. Because a sociopathic alien is living inside your head. Not so awesome. You know? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so he's got this, like, alien who has this, like, kind of caricaturish, uh, um, caricaturish British accent going on with this echo in the background <laughs> who's, who's just sort of like, um, he is so super snarky. He's the most fun character in the world to play because he's like, oh, that was great, you know? <laughs> um, and 
and he, all he wants to do is escape, but he's trapped inside this guy, and this guy wants to be like a superhero, but but M, who that's what he calls the alien living in him, that's supposed to stand for the monkey on his back. Um, yeah. M is like torturing him by being inside of him, and M hates being inside of uh, the guy because you know he just wants to escape, but he can't, and it's um. And he's got superpowers, and they're bad guys, and um, there's like a whole canon now, because Seven wrote like 12 books already. Um, I just kind of didn't get a chance to catch up to him. I've got three and four sort of working in the can, but uh, he's developed all these characters that like he and this other guy actually made a, a like one of those kind of superhero encyclopedia books, you know, like of, of their of the various different villains and explaining where they came from and this and that. I mean, there's one char- there's a there's a characters in there that um, are part of this organization called Heroes, which is, um, it's an acronym for something. Um, again, I haven't done this in a while, so that's why I don't have it off the top of my head. Uh-huh. But it's this, it's this acronym. And the main character is this superhero kind of voice, you know. Uh-huh. Um, he's just what you would expect from a Superman kind of guy, but he's a jackass, and he's so, he's so <laughs> awful. He's like, he's basically Seven's version of Captain Hammer. I mean... He, so if you if you've ever seen and if you have not seen, um, oh god, why did I just forget the name of that? Um, Doctor Doctor Horrible's blog musical uh, musical blog. If you have not seen that, that is forty five minutes of your life you will love. You must watch. That is a good. That is it's on YouTube I think. But um, but he's like he's almost like Captain Amory, just that kind of like arrogant prick who's sort of like got the power of Superman, so he's almost indestructible. And he's in charge of this organization by the government that's supposed to rein in the superheroes to be working for the government. But it's really kind of shadowy. But there's this one character the government who Seven has shadowy? really... What's that? The government has something shadowy? Ooh, mysterious. That, um, that never happens. No. Um, <laughs> they're on the up and up about everything. Um, but there's one character who is this valley girl named Pink, and Pink, her superpower is she can kind of take over people and possess them, but she would rather watch The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> so when I did the voice, I kind of did it like this. So every time she speaks, she speaks like this. But here's the problem. Sometimes she takes over another person's body, so whatever voice I was doing for that person, I now have to do like this. So so if the guy is like, there's this one character who has a deep voice like this, so now he's talking like this, you know, like, <laughs> and it got a little quirkier and quirkier with each with each book. So um, it's it's fun because there's lots of characters in it, and um, yeah, I, I those those are fun to listen to. That sounds fun. And if you like thrillers, there's another book that I Dave Morgan's like a big fan of my audiobooks. I I appreciate all his support. He's good. He's he's really helpful for like giving good feedback but um one that i thought was really cool and i think he liked to probably recommend those it's on audible called um the last president so it's an it's an it's an alternative history mm. which is that's a neat genre because alternative histories will take a point in time and say okay what if it happened differently here and then take the story a different direction right so this one was nixon got away with watergate mm. so he didn't get impeached and it's all cloak and dagger and I got to talk like this. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> that right there was worth doing that book. So <laughs> that's, um, that's cool. But yeah, so, so those are the, some of the fun projects that I've I've gotten to do. But I'm I sadly have not been as active. But one day it'll get back there. One day, when I'm not so old. Ethel, get me my water bottle. There was. There was a group that I used to be a part of. It was an amateur group, and it was um, Landon actually knows these guys because well, the, he knows the branch off version. But it was Voice Hollywood, and then it became it split. Um, uh, sadly, the guy who did Voice Hollywood passed away from cancer, which is really yeah. tragic. But uh, the other one, the other direction, split to something a site called Vocal Loco, which some yeah. pendant people are probably on because I know that some of the Vocal Loco people are on pendant because Landon went and pulled them over. Yeah. Um, yeah, because a number of them, like Rochelle Hager, Amby Lee, they uh-huh. they love um, doing they love Shakespeare stuff. So I know that they're doing the Shakespeare stuff, and and Rochelle's been doing a lot of audio drama. Um, but Rochelle was Rochelle 
who I knew way before I ever depended just online, Rochelle has always been into the, and so is Ambi. The, the two of them have always been deeply involved in audio drama stuff, um, one way or the other. So I was none too surprised to see their names. Um, but we we sort of just randomly came up with alter egos on that site. And I, and I had this old Jewish guy. His name was Walter. He was old, but he was spunky. Spunky as hell, but very forgetful. I had no idea what was going on. What was I talking about? <laughs> you were talking about Walter. Right. My time as a casino dancer. I had the moves, baby. <laughs> oh, um... <laughs> so, and I think I said this at the last interview because I vaguely remember saying, I have three kids and they all have their own version of Walter. <laughs> so watching my seven-year-old walk around like he's hunched over the king going, Hi, Walter! I just... <laughs> It's really actually pretty funny. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Brian and the Walters. Brian and the Walters. Let's go buggy. Mm. Well, <laughs> um, there was one time where we're on that site where Walter sang the LMFAO song. Um, oh, crap. Now I can't remember the, the name of that song. They had two really famous songs. Um, ah, whatever. The party song. What's it? The, What's um... that? Uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Exactly. And, and the See, other one. My memory. I'm getting old. What do you want from me? Uh, I know how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a button lettuce sandwich. Uh, uh, but, but, but it was just like, it was insane. Insane kind of stuff. Walter was my favorite character to do. Anyway, but that's my life in a nutshell. Awesome. Crazy. So... A couple um, bullet questions for you. Okay, I'm ready. Do I get to phone a friend? If you need to. Okay. All right. Uh, well, this has been the one that's been persisting, so favorite Muppet? C. C. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was multiple choice. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying it was Pepe Lepron. Um Pepe is one of my favorite Muppets. I will say this, but go on. Go on. Ask me your question. Okay, so um, you're gonna go with Pepe for your uh, favorite Muppet? Uh, no, I didn't hear. I didn't hear what your question was. Oh, favorite Muppet. Favorite? Oh gosh, you know they've introduced that new guy, Walter. No, no, no. The, I don't know what his name is. The one who's Miss Piggy's. Oh uh, yeah, he, he's from the first um, reboot movie. Um, is he from Treasure Island? No, no, he's from the the movie where they introduced Walter, from the Muppet. Oh movie. really? Yeah. Well, he was one of the but... Muppets. Oh. He's kind of cool, but um, no, I will tell you that Pepe probably is one of my favorites. <laughs> I love Pepe. He's so awesome. Yeah, Pepe's cool. If you build the jacuzzi, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> we <coughs> we love Pepe. Um, not um, I, I you know I actually like the newer I like some of the newer guys better than the older guys. Like I kind of liked Fozzie better in the old days than I do now, but um. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pepe. Pepe's pretty cool. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, my. There's so many to choose from. Well, uh, let's see. This is actually... I've actually asked my kids this, but I never expected to get asked myself, so I never had an answer. Um, That's the hard-hitting question. I know, the (laughs) hard-hitting question. I would like to have the superpower to know the answer to questions that are asked of me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be called the seer. Um, No, we actually did talk about that. My my power would be healing. Like, the power to heal. I touch you and you're better. Mm. But then I'd probably get accused of something that would be bad. I don't know. You have to be careful with that whole touching thing. I was trying to die. (laughs) You bastard. Um... Last movie that you saw in the theater. Huh. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. I have kids. What do you want from me? Um, oh my god. So really inside out then. <laughs> well, we didn't see that at the movies. We see everything on the net boxy thingy now. Uh. Um, <laughs> wow. Gosh. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Really, 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 it's been that long since I've been in the movie theater. So I. I I don't know how to answer that question because yeah. I don't remember the last thing I saw. 
Okay. It was probably home. <laughs> Seriously, I'm kids. <laughs> I've been cutting to see like a real movie in the theaters for a while. All right, but you will be going to see Star Wars. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. You saw Inside Out. By the way, I'd like to I'd like to say that my boss's son went to go see Episode Three of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and and just at that key moment in the movie with Darth Vader, he went really loud. He went, "Oh my God, I didn't see that coming." <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should do in a movie theater. Um, yes, we saw Inside Out, which was a little more dark than I expected it to be, but it was a really interesting movie. Yeah, I, I that, that was like well done. A, uh, like from a psychological perspective, how I think yeah. they represented. Things. Yeah, they represented things actually very well. So, which was your favorite emotion? Um, you, you see, that's the thing. That's what I liked about the way they played it towards the end, about that it's a mix of things. But um, you know. Obviously, Joy is supposed to be my favorite, um, but uh, I I didn't like them as individuals as much as I liked them as a group. Okay. So, although if I had to go with an individual, the the mustached angry guys were kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. But okay. the favorite, the you know, oh I know the favorite one. Mm-hmm. I, my kids think the cats were the favorite one, but I don't think so. I think the I think when she said hi to the teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> and they went inside his head. That yeah. was great. That was I laughed hilarious. so hard at that part. That was awesome. Yeah, and part of your brain went, oh yeah, I yeah, that. yeah, yeah, right. Oh my gosh, she talked to me. <laughs> but we, but um, we we my I have seen my wife on several occasions say to my eight year old, um, you don't have a panel for all the curse words yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> so um. I do appreciate you taking the time. I know it's really hectic on your side, as as it is on mine, but I, I do appreciate you taking the time. And, yeah, sure. Um, always fun chatting. One day we will have more time for everybody. Excellent. Excellent. I probably won't know my name, but it's, <laughs> hey, I'll have more time. <laughs> can people find you on social media? I'm sure they can, I'm, if you're a stalker. Um... Yeah. You never yeah, no. I'm mostly on Facebook. I have a Twitter that uh doesn't twitch. Um <laughs> it doesn't tweet anymore. It's like the canary in the in the cave. It's yeah, it was carbon monoxide, sorry. Um <laughs> my tweets are dead. Um yeah, I'm again because I you know, my job keeps me too busy to really get too too active. I'm mostly on Facebook. That's kind of that's kind of it at the moment. You know, it's too much to do all the different social medias. I, I have, I have a life. I, I just like I can't. I I have come to nickname Facebook Soul Sucker. That's um, and and this is actually really true. I really, I really have called it Soul Sucker because you can't get on it and just be on it for just a minute or two. It's like you're like, oh, cats. I should watch that video. No, you shouldn't watch that video. You were doing something. What are you? Where did a half an hour go? I'm like, <laughs> mm, it's bad. <laughs> Facebook will suck you right in. Mm. And the stupid thing is, is you know, you know it's a problem when you're like, okay, stop, no, stop, wait, there are new stuff at the top, and like, like <laughs> <laughs> scroll back up, scroll back up, scroll back up. <laughs> did I miss something? Right. Oh, it's FOMO in the worst form. Mm. I love this phrase, the fear of missing out. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I actually have heard of that. But if people want to find you on Facebook, if they're going to get sucked in. If they're going to get sucked in. I'm on Facebook. Come find me. Say hello. Yeah, that's cool. You're on as um, Brian Brian. Yep. Yep. And people can find Don't link me to anything naughty. (laughs) (laughs) Why would And there go all of the Zep links. So people can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA and can find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash dot Oh, if you're interested in the audiobooks, you could do the read to me narration. There's, I forgot about that one. Oh. It's R-E-I-D, the number two, M-E, narration. But it's not active yet. It'll get active again in the future. Definitely want to see that or hear that. Fun stuff. Yep. Uh, again, thank you so much. Yeah, sure.
Always fun chatting. My pleasure. Do we have to do credits again? Do you want to do credits again? I gotta think of something now. I I feel like, um, well, like, is your favorite Muppet like Kermit? Is that why your Skype thing is Kermit? Um, Kermit is. Um, no, I don't think I can do the Kermit anymore. I used to be able to do the Kermit. Hi ho. <laughs> Kermit Frog here. Yes. Actually, it's it's Mickey Mouse. I do better, but um, no, nah, we'll skip the credit system because I just realized how late it was. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> yes, featuring the voice of No Sleep. Hello. <laughs> yeah, right. So we will kick this back to Jeffrey and Susan. Awesome. Peace yeah. out. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. And as usual, be sure to check out Quick Audio coming out every Monday and Friday. You can find it at pendantaudio.com slash shows slash quick audio. Coming out Wednesday, December 9th. The Pendant Shakespeare Sonnets? The Sonnets Part 9. Part 9! The Pendant Shakespeare. That's what I should have said. <laughs> so... Joe? Announcer. Announcer. Tell me about your experiences. Well, it started out simple enough. They complimented me, if I recall. Then came the insults. Then the slam poetry. Then the mocking me. It's driving me mad, Doctor. The voices. Yes, the voices. The stupid sonnets. Voices. Is it for fear to wet a widow's eye that thou consumest thyself in single life? Ah. If thou issueless shall hap to die, the world will wail thee like a makeless wife. See? There. What? Where? The voices. Accusing me of singledom. Is there anything wrong with singledom? Well, when you're a married man, there is. Good point. Oh, never say that I was false of heart. Though absence seemed my flame to qualify. As easy might I from myself depart, as from my soul which in thy breast doth lie. Help me, doctor, they won't shut up. You won't like this. But the prescription? Is more cowbell. Huh? Uh, what just happened? Uh, you were about to say when the next Sonnets episode releases. Huh, right. The Sonnets Part 9 premieres on December 9th, 2015. Only at com. I think I need a drink. Coming out Wednesday, December 16th, Henderson and Havner, Part 15? Episode! Episode 15. You write that show and mix that show and you were, oh my god. Episode 15. How tired are you? I was testing you. Oh. Ooh, those are kind of tight, Captain. Oh, I'm sorry. Is something meant to assist you, suddenly causing you endless grief? Uh, actually, yes. See... Something you tried to help out? Tried to guide and teach and steer because you saw the good it could do? But no, the stupid handcuffs wouldn't listen and just kept going on and on about their large biceps. You've got some strange handcuffs, Cap. Ugh! Coming out Wednesday, December 30th, Seminar 66. On the next seminar. Well, where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. These past few months have been terrible. It was hard to find the time. How do you cope? This is the last time I'll see you. I'm not even sure I should be saying this, but you need to know. What? Stop talking nonsense. When the ones you love prepare to leave. I talked to Jack. He, uh, he says he won't come. Not even for the funeral. Can you blame him? Sometimes it's too late to mend broken bridges. I'm fine. Just sad. Y you know. Take your time, Mom. And in the classroom, changes in the air. My students have completed their education. I can teach them no more. Do you truly think that they are ready for what lies ahead? A powerful new episode of Seminar premieres on December 30, 2015. Only at PendantAudio.com
now the show is almost done. That brings us to the end of the show. Guess so. Oh, now you're mad because of what I said <laughs> yes. when the mic was off. You said I was a garbage host. Well, <laughs> you were kind of garbagey. Oh. Not knowing I, no. parts or episodes or what day things come out on. I mean, come on. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> You better move on, pal, real quick. <laughs> I'm going to get punched real soon. <laughs> okay, well, be sure you come back here in January for your uh, 2015 Pendy Award results. That'll be very exciting and fun, right? Yep, really fun. <laughs> okay. Super exciting. <laughs> be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com. The Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant. The Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendantaudio. The Twitter feed at twitter.com slash pendantweb. And the Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here in 2016. This is Susan Bridges. <laughs> Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. <laughs> Everybody be happy. I'm going to hide the coffee from you. <laughs> <gasps> now you're a garbage human. <laughs> Well, at least then I'm consistent. Okay, we're done. Thank you, people. Yes.